0: and welcome to the Therapeutic Teaching Podcast. I'm Shahana Knight, the founder of TPC Therapy and the creator of the Therapeutic Schools Award and the Therapeutic Teaching Course. And every week I'll be talking about all things related to well-being and mental health in schools. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspirational goodness to go out there and make a real difference in the lives of the children that you're working with. Each week will be full of innovative ideas, inspirational stories, practical guidance and even some freebies so that we can actually redefine what school should be for the children of today. You have so much power to make some real changes, so let me show you how. I'm so glad you found me here, let's jump right in. Hi everyone, happy new year. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today we're gonna look at how to lead in an inspirational way, so how you can be an inspirational leader. Now, this is really, really important to me because there are so many of us in roles that are leadership roles and maybe we don't realize that they are and we're wasting our potential to really make a difference and make an impact. So I want us to be a little bit more intentional. It's the new year, we're all about new year's resolutions, If you did my podcast episode last week, then you will have done this intention setting podcast where we looked at who you want to be for this year. Who do you want to be? What what kind of impact do you want to have on the world? Who do you want to evolve into in 2021? Well, leadership is part of that. So if you are sat there thinking, well, I'm not a leader, actually you probably are and you don't realise it. So how can you be this year a more inspirational leader? Let's look at that today. So if you're sat there thinking, I'm not a leader, then you're probably wrong. Hopefully you are sat there and you're within the education system somehow, but you might not be, you might be in care as well. You might have come across this, maybe you're a psychologist. I know that there are lots of different listeners, but each and every one of you is a leader in your own right. Now, If you are a head teacher or an executive head or a principal, or you are on a board of trustees that are part of a trust, then it's quite easy for you to say, well, yeah, I suppose I'm a leader, but you're also a leader if you're a teacher. You're also a leader if you are a support worker or if you're the admin team, because people look to you Okay, someone within your role is looking to you and you can have a huge impact on the people around you by the way that you lead, by the way that you think, by the way that you feel, by what you say, by what you do. So leadership comes in all shapes and sizes. Now, obviously, how you lead is down to you and that's something that has a lot of weight behind it. We can all go into our jobs and just do our jobs and go home and we can have impacts on people, maybe, maybe, them laugh, maybe we made them smile. But to truly lead someone is to be able to change and inspire somebody to do things differently. And then people look to you, to know how they can continue to do that. So it might be that you're inspiring changes in their thoughts. It might be that you want to change the way people do something or the way people see a certain thing. Or it might be that you want to change an ethos. Maybe you're a real keen leader of the therapeutic schools approach or the therapeutic teaching approach and you want to really embed that within the mindset of your staff. So how you lead that, how you change mindsets, how you inspire, how you speak to them, what you do for yourself, in your own practice is all part of that leadership so the question is today how do we lead now we all know that person who comes into work and they do their job and they lead the people around them in a negative way. So maybe you're in the staff room and this person comes in, they sit down and they talk about all the things that have gone wrong. Maybe their computer's broken down that morning. Maybe they're frustrated because the lesson hasn't gone very well. Maybe they're finding it really hard to access a certain piece of resource or something or they've had a, a run-in with a the parent. There are loads and loads of different things. And this person sits down and starts to tell everybody about all of these things. If you step back, There'll be people who jump on the bandwagon. There'll be people who go, oh yeah, I've had that experience, or God, yeah, it's really annoying when that happens, or, oh, this happened to me too, or whatever it might be. And actually that person is leading the room there. They're leading that feeling. Everybody's being sucked into this negative mindset. And when they then leave that staff room and go back into their classes, they're taking a piece of that with them. And that is leadership on a really small scale. That person is leading the people around them to change their perception, to change their thoughts. It's having an impact on how they're feeling, it's having an impact on how their day is going to be. And that person has led that ripple effect. So whatever your role is, whether you're sat with executives or whether you're a teacher or whether you're just in the staff room and you're a visitor in a school even, how you approach your job, how you, manage yourself, how you present yourself is leading. It's leading people and you've got to be really intentional about what you want that to be. So let's break this up into two areas. How can you lead if you're a teacher? Well, if you're a teacher, you're leading your whole class. Your whole class is looking at you and there's so much impact that you can have in that one year that they're with you. Your job is to figure out what that impact is. What do you want that to be? And so it's time to get really intentional about what your role is as a leader in that room. And I'm not talking as usual about the academic stuff. I'm not interested in the academic stuff right now. I'm talking about you as a person, not you as Mrs. Smith, but you as Sandra. Obviously your name probably isn't Sandra, but I want you to lead from a place of you as a human, as a person, as an individual. What is it that you bring to that classroom? What are your special talents what are your unique skill sets what makes you you what makes you special what makes you worthy of leading those people because you absolutely are worthy each and every one of those 30 children looking at you is ready to be inspired there they are sat there with their little minds and what you say how you approach situations the messages and the lessons that you bring into the classroom every day that's you teaching them You're molding their mind, you're molding their thought processes. You're helping them understand the world, you're helping them understand every scenario that they meet in that year that they're with you and how to respond to that scenario, what that scenario even means. And also just by what you allow into your room. You've got to remember that what is around you, what you create in that space in your classroom, it's all an extension of you. You are that room, you are that class, you're influencing and creating a feeling every single time people are around you and actually you've got to think about what is it that you want that to be so a really good idea for you to start to do is to think about right how can you be more inspirational so the first thing i would say is to think about you what makes you unique do you absolutely love music do you love to garden do you love art If you do, then don't save that for outside of the classroom. Bring that into the classroom. Have that as part of your unique selling point as a teacher. That's what you can use to be inspirational. So think about it. I know some brilliant teachers who love music. I know one guy in particular who I used to work with years and years and years ago, and he started every morning with his guitar because he loved to play his guitar. So he would bring his guitar in and he would do the register, singing to the children. And he would end the day singing to the children. And if they were restless and if they seemed like they were struggling, he would just whip his guitar out and sing them a song and get them to sing too. And sometimes they would sing academic things to remember it. And sometimes they would just sing songs that he really enjoyed. And he would have the lyrics up on the wall and the kids would sing along as he was playing. Now, that's extremely inspirational. You know, you might be a child who hasn't even really experienced music in that way you know maybe that child doesn't know that music can be healing or change your mood or have an impact on your mindset or even speak to you and the lyrics in a song can help you to guide you through your life and yet here's this teacher you've never experienced you've just sat down you're in year four and this teacher singing to you and sharing his lyrics with you and because this teacher's passionate, you're passionate, you're excited, that is such an inspirational thing to do. And that is utilising the power that you have and the role that you have over the people that you are around. That could even be extended. You know, maybe that teacher, and I don't know if he did this, but maybe that teacher would, could inspire the staff as well. Any staff who are interested in music, could they start a choir? You know, could they have a busking session at lunchtime if they felt like it? That is gonna lift the spirits of everybody. And actually a true leader is somebody who can make and bring out the best in people, bring out the highest, most influential part of somebody. So, you know, what is your unique thing that makes you, you? Well, if you're inspired by somebody, you want to be that thing. You know, you want to do the very best at what you're doing. You want to make sure that you show up every day and that you're inspiring because somebody else is inspiring you too. So a leader actually has a massive massive impact on the people around them. Maybe you love to do art. Can you bring art into your classroom? Can you have framed portraits and framed art on the wall that you really like? Can you create an art corner in your room because you love art for no other reason other than the fact that you love art and you want to share that with your children? Can you weave into your day to day? stories about people who've made great changes to the world because of the art that they've done or a story of somebody who struggled because you can see the children are struggling. Maybe this person struggled with some sort of challenge in their life. Maybe things are really difficult for them. Maybe times are really hard for them. And you're looking around at your class going, do you know what? This class's mindset is really, they're really struggling with their mindset. The general kind of mood of this class is really low. Maybe you can see that it's because of something that's happening socially, so for example, right now we're going through this pandemic, maybe you can say, do you know what? We all just need to pick me up. I know a story of an artist. This artist couldn't do X, Y, and Z. They struggled with X, Y, and Z. They were ill, they were poorly, they grew up in a difficult time, but they created this amazing piece of art. Here it is. And I wonder what we could do if we used art. Could we get our feelings out? Could we share our thoughts through art? Could we change the world through art? and maybe create a bit of a theme where everybody does a piece of art or you have an art section or you have a gallery. If that's what makes you passionate, share that with your children because they might not be mathematicians. They might not want to be out there doing anything that's directly related to academic stuff, but maybe they do want to be an artist. Maybe they do wanna express themselves creatively and you sharing that will help them to be able to see that that can be something that they can utilize in their future as well. So share your own unique skill set, share your own unique passions and use this in a way that informs your teaching. So, you know, I understand that you do have things you've got to teach and you do have a curriculum. You have a time frame that you need that curriculum to be taught by. And you also probably have other challenges, children's behavior, the coronavirus, lots of other things that add to that. But don't ever let what makes you, you, disappear from your day-to-day work because that's the whole point of you. You know, you're here to give your unique skills, you're here to share your unique perspective, and all of us carry that with us. What's the point of it being saved for when you're at home? When there's 30 little minds, it could really help. So think about bringing it into your role, bringing it into your space, and be brave enough to do that. Be brave enough to go, do you know what, I'm a complete Disney freak. I love Disney. I watch Disney movies, I enjoy all the songs, it makes me who I am. Okay, great, bring it into the classroom. Play the songs, ask the children to study the songs and learn about the lyrics, why this character feels that way. What is this character trying to communicate to us? Share snippets, watch the videos, whatever, whatever makes you excited about that. As long as it's helping lift everybody up, as long as it's helping bring out the best in people, utilise it. If it's superheroes, get superheroes around your classroom. I know a teacher who had framed superheroes around his classroom, all the things were themed, fabulous. Imagine growing up as a student, going into each different year group and each classroom feels like that teacher. You learn all about gardening in year one, you learn all about superheroes in year two, you learn about art in year three, and it gives you a snippet of life in a different way than just learning about the academic things. It's helping you to evolve as a person and it's giving you experiences you might not otherwise have had if you hadn't have had that teacher. So really do home in on what makes you unique, what makes you special, and make sure you're sharing that with your students. Another thing is to think about upskilling yourself. So if you're thinking, well, I don't really know how to be inspiring, I've not really got any inspirational stories, I don't really know any inspirational songs or anything inspirational, go and do your research. If you're not inspired, you can't inspire other people. And you deserve to be inspired so read inspirational stories listen to inspirational podcasts can you do some research on youtube about people who you know exceeded adversity and did really well think about what makes you interested and look that up is it history is it war is it adversity whatever it might be and just homing on something there are going to be hundreds of people in that field who were extremely influential um, or people who have a story to share about it or have written a song about it. Find those resources, read them, look at them, use them, help them inform your own life, help them inform your own mindset, get you fired up, and then see what you can use from those things that you found to help inspire the children and put them in your lessons. If you've got an English lesson you've got to deliver, can you deliver it on something that you find really, really exciting? You know, if it's about handwriting, great, okay, well, we can all learn handwriting, but can we learn handwriting where the actual piece of material that we're studying to help us to do our piece of writing is in line with what makes you really inspired. So maybe it is about a certain person, you know, that you're saying, look kids, this is somebody that's extremely influential. This person has done great things in their life. Yeah, we're gonna practise our handwriting, but we're also gonna learn about this person while we're doing it. Try and insert that into your learning, into your teaching so that you're inspired and you've got all these resources because you're doing the research That's helping you and then you're passing that down to the children as well similarly being an inspiring leader is also about your tone of voice and the words you choose to speak to the children so what are you sharing through the words that you choose are you solving problems in a way that shows the children that we all have problems and that we can all deal with our problems in a way that says you know what this might have been really hard This might have been really challenging for me, but challenge is good. And actually, it doesn't really matter what the challenge is. It might be, you know, some English writing you're struggling with your spellings. It might be that you can't quite grasp a certain um, algorithm that you're trying to learn or a certain thing that you're trying to learn and you're not quite getting there. Well, there's a lot of learning in that that goes beyond the actual thing that they're learning. Does this make sense? So you could be learning, about commas, for example, that this child just continuously forgets to put commas in their writing. And you're going back to your child and you're saying, oh, you've forgotten the commas again, you've forgotten the commas again. And you can see that it's wearing your child down. And you can see their mind is starting to think, I'm not good enough, I can't do this. I can't get this, something wrong with me. And that's starting to have an impact. Use your leadership in those moments to forget about the actual commas and to use it as a lesson. Can you say to this child, you know what, we all have things in our life that we struggle with. There's always times where we just can't quite get something. And actually, that is a fantastic learning experience because you could be saying, you know what? It's about the challenge. The challenge of trying to remember to put your commas in is really where the learning is. So how are you gonna deal with things when you can't quite get it right? Do you want to be a person who goes, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a way to do this and push through until you can. Or are you going to be a person who lets the fact that you keep forgetting, get you down and make you sad and make you think that you can't do it? and then pick something that you've learned from that box of resources that you've done in your own time and utilize it. So let's say that we're talking about challenges and um, the fact that you just can't quite get something. You could speak about Ed Sheeran. You know, if you, this child particularly enjoys music or knows who Ed Sheeran is, you could say, do you know, Ed Sheeran, when he was growing up, he really wanted to do music and he just couldn't quite get it. He did gigs with people, he put shows on and no one ever turned up and he just felt, oh, I can't do this. This isn't good enough off quite like you're feeling right now with your commas, but he still did it he kept trying and he kept going and he kept going now he's got audiences full of hundreds of people and it wasn't because he couldn't do music it was because he had to get past that barrier and fix his mindset You can do commas in your writing. You've just got to tell yourself that you can. And I know in three weeks time, you're gonna have commas in your writing amazingly well because you didn't give up. So utilize that inspirational context as much as you can. Tell stories find resources and use empowering language. You know, you can do this, or you're going to be amazing in your life for these reasons. Try and pick things out. I know it's really hard right now, but there's always going to be challenges. How are you going to face that challenge? Try and weave that into things with your children so that every time they are struggling, every time there is a challenge, or every time there's just something that is a lesson to be learned, you get that lesson. You get that lesson in. That's inspirational. Now I'm constantly doing this with my children and I think probably it'll get to a point where they're like, mum, shut up. But right now they really take that on and I'm just constantly guiding, moulding, shaping because I can see the opportunity to do that. We were just on a walk this weekend and my son was really struggling with finishing the walk. It was cold, it was really, really cold and he was really getting upset, really like you could see he just wanted to give up and to just stop and to just cry. So me and my husband were talking him through going, you know, you can do this, you can get to the bottom, of that hill, you walk, you push through it. And as I was working with him, I was saying to him, You know, whenever there's a challenge, whenever there's something really hard, if you just keep going, get your mind really focused and see the end, and just keep going, keep going, keep going until you get to the end, that's going to get you there much quicker. Whereas if you cry, or stop, or give up, then it's going to be a lot longer to get to that finish finishing because you're letting all the negative feelings take over and it's consuming you. So I was guiding my child as he was walking down this hill. I mean, he's five years old, so it was a challenge for him and he was freezing and it was a long walk. Anyway, he got to the end of the hill, he walked all the way down. I picked him up, gave him a huge hug and I was like, you've done amazingly well. And that for him, I mean, he was cold, he didn't really care, but hopefully that's a message that's gone into him somewhere that I've utilised as part of his learning experience because I am his, leader you know i'm in a leadership role with my son i'm not there to tell him what to do i'm not there to make him do something i want him to do and that isn't leadership you know to dictate or to force or to expect things of people when they don't really understand why that's an expectation they don't really have the same ethos the same excitement the same inspiration as you Our job as leaders is to inspire and guide. It isn't about telling people what to do. And so to guide him through that difficult experience was a lot better than telling him, right, you're gonna walk down the hill, come on, stop fussing, stop fussing, stop fussing, be millionoing, everyone can hear you cry, all of those things, because that's not guiding him. So guide your students, guide the people around you as well, and utilise really empowering language. If you catch yourself saying things that are negative or falling into a negative trap, stop yourself. To so know this is not who I want to be as a leader. I need to empower and think about what can I say to this person to help guide them through this moment? And that even might be a member of staff that you're talking to as well, not just the children. So I want you to sit down and decide, what do you want the children to take away from you this year? We've got six months left of the year or something along those lines. What is it that you want the kids to take away? Not academic life lessons, what do you want them to walk away and go, do you know what, when I was in Mrs Smith's class, I learned this, this, and this about me. I learned this about the world. I realized I could do absolutely anything in this world. I realized that challenges are there, but I can get past them. I realized that I really love music and that music is a healer and now I listen to music every single day. What is it that you can offer your students? Literally sit down, get a pen and paper and think about it. What can you offer as your unique self? Is it music? Is it art? What inspires the child and what do you want them to take away from their year with you that is unique to you? That is real leadership. So what about if you are a manager or a executive head teacher or if you are the head or the deputy or the senko? How can you utilise leadership? Similarly, in the same way, but also thinking about What are your goals to change in education? You've got a little bit more control. You can decide how your school is run. You can decide what the budget is spent on. You can decide what messages the staff are getting, what ethos is created. And if you own a trust, you can decide that on a much larger scale. So what is that? What is your vision? Why are you in this job? What is it that you can do to make change? Because we can all make change, even though we're just one person. We can make a huge impact on the people around us And on the industry that we're in, as long as we keep going and we use that to fire and to fuel what we're doing, it's easy to get caught up on what Ofsted's Ofsted's telling us to do. It's easy to get caught up on what the government expects us to do, what the agenda is, what the outcomes are, what the tests need to show. But that's only a small part of it. It's not even the most important part of it. The part of it that's important is the ethos. What is the message when people look at your school? Do they take away that school is invested in well-being? That school believes in people. That school believes in helping children no matter what their experience is. What is it about your school that you want staff to take away, that you want students to take away, and that you want people looking in at your school to go? That has made a massive difference. So for me, my dad was the head teacher of my primary school. Now, obviously we had a lot of issues with my dad. He was very poorly, all of that still stands. But while he was well, he was a pretty exceptional head teacher, I have to say. He led with innovation. He led inspirationally. He really believed in the kids in his school and he wanted to make a difference. And that's how he led his school. And he did loads and loads of things to show that every day, he showed up with that as his kind of persona. He believed in helping the children in the area. He was invested in well-being and mental health and helped children and families that were coming from adverse experiences, adverse lives in the community in a way that a lot of head teachers weren't doing at that time. It just wasn't really in their mindset. But because dad had had a history of trauma himself, he wanted to make that difference. So he was invested in the community. The families knew him. He helped them with their well-being. He helped them with their day-to-day lives when they were struggling with their lives. He was invested and it went beyond what a head teacher could or should do. He wanted to make a change for students and he had particular members of staff who were um, really invested in hearing impaired. And so he built a hearing impaired unit in his school and had a whole host of children come into the school where he made it so that they were no different hearing impaired children coming to school, everybody signed in the school. He taught everybody to sign. So we all signed the assembly songs. We all signed the, like if we were doing a show, if we were doing a Christmas show, everybody would sign throughout the show and the hearing impaired children would come in and be just like everybody else. So he was teaching equality. He was teaching that we don't see people's differences and that we help to make sure that we're all part of something together. And as a child going to that school, that was so important for me. That was a massive lesson, a lesson that went well beyond doing the academic stuff and a lesson that I still hold true today. And he inserted his personality into his role. So for you, Go beyond the normal. What can you do that inserts your personality into your leadership role? Like we were talking about with the teachers, but on a bigger scale. So again, you know, my dad loved uh, music and he loved to play the guitar. I think probably he would have loved to have done music as a career, and he made sure that was part of the ethos within the school. So when he did an assembly, he would do an assembly, and he would have the staff who enjoyed music would do a show for the kids, and you know they would start the assembly with music and have a piano and a guitar and whatever else a keyboard or whatever else other members of staff were interested in and he would inspire those members of staff to cultivate their excitement for music he had a little busking group he would do with his staff he made sure that music was part of the ethos within the school so like i say teachers could play the music in the classrooms if that's what they wanted to do and i remember him often standing up with his guitar in front of everybody because that's what made him unique and that's what helped him to shine a light on the world and so we wanted to share that and that's exactly what he should have done in that role. Similarly, he made sure that he inserted fun into the classroom and into the days and into the schools. So there was a feeling of celebration and togetherness in lots of the things that we did as a school. And I remember specifically sports days. So on sports days, he would have all the sports going on and then he would have a bubble station. I don't know why it was out on a sports day, but he would just be creating huge bubbles with these big skip Hopes and letting the bubbles fly off around everyone. And that was just bringing life into the sports day. So what is it that makes you you? And can you bring that into your role on a really high scale? Because your staff are looking at you, your school is looking at you and all the people around you, all the colleagues are looking at you as well. And that has a ripple effect. People will then want to be like you or want to also share their gifts or want to share their message or use their voice or whatever it might be that you're doing. Or it might be that you're just inspiring them to keep going every day because it's harder for them and they're struggling. And yet your positivity and your mindset and your inspirational words give them a feeling of, I can do this, I can do this. And so they want to continue to do that. So on loads of different ways, whether you see it or not, your inspiration trickles through and creates ripples and those ripples, if they're big enough, can start to create big waves and those waves are where you start to see the change. Now for me, I think this is really powerful on a huge, huge scale. So for you, go beyond the normal. Think about your school as a vessel for change. What is it about your particular school that you can send out there on those waves and go, do you know what, this is a pioneering ship, this. This ship does things completely differently to the norm and we're happy about that and we're proud of that. So think about that. What can you do as a school that is different? So I know schools who are doing this on loads of different levels in loads of different ways. I know a head teacher who really values wellbeing. For him wellbeing is really important. Togetherness is really important. It seems when you walk around that the. community communication and the feeling of being part of an ethos, being part of something special is really important for him. And he has a shed outside of his school that is converted into a cafe. And so every morning the children have shifts and they make coffee for the parents and they, um, the parents can come in and read. And it's like a little reading library with a cafe in it all outside and the children are timetabled on. And that is an amazing way to help the children have life experiences, give back to the community and trial something that they probably wouldn't have otherwise. And that's because this head teacher was like, do you know what? I really want to do this thing. It's different. It's unique. It's out of the ordinary. Not all schools are doing it and that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the kids. And so these kids get that experience, the parents get that experience and so do the staff. And that is really great leadership because it's leading with innovation. And if a leader should be anything, it should be innovative. It should be giving new ideas and new thoughts and new ways so we can continue to evolve and to grow and not just do the same old thing. Cause that's what we have to do. I've got another head teacher who loves these podcasts. She listens to all of the podcasts and she's very invested in mental health and well being, and she wants to be a therapeutic school. Now, What she does is she uses these podcasts with her staff members. So she shares them in inset days. And I know that the previous podcast episode that we just had, the intention setting podcast episode, she's sharing that with her team this week and they're gonna sit down and listen to that podcast episode. They're gonna complete the workbook and they're gonna do that because she values that and she wants to inspire her team to have the same values. So she's doing things a bit differently. I love the idea of doing an inset day because you've heard an inspiring podcast and you wanna share that with your team. That's amazing. It's so much more empowering for a staff member to go, oh, gosh, my head teacher's really fired up about this. She really believes in this. And she's believes in it enough to share it with me. And now I feel just as empowered as she does. And I get the vision. I get where we're going with this. So think about that for your school. Throw the handbook out. Do things differently. Use your budget for different things. I know a head teacher who hires a bouncy castle every now and again, just because the kids deserve to have some fun. And so do the staff. I know a teacher who gets a teepee out and orders the circus and people come and like do shows for the school and it's not for any particular thing other than the fact that she wants the staff and the children to have a good experience so think about that for yourself We can all lead in different ways. So whether that is through a story you tell, the way that you steer your ship, the language you use, the guidance that you give, or the person that you actually are, there is so much that you can do in your role, and it really doesn't matter what that role is. Use every day to guide, to teach, to inspire, to cultivate new ways of thinking, to just push the boundaries out, do things differently. Think about, okay, what makes me unique? What makes me special? How can I put that on to other people in the world to help them to realise that they've got things about them that are special too. And if you can do that as a leader, you truly are leading in an inspirational way. And people will follow, people will start to take on your ideals, start to take on your thought processes and want to do them too because they can see that it comes from a place of passion and care and love. And if we're in education and we have a school full of little minds and little people that we can mould, the first thing that we should be doing every day is showing up as an inspirational leader. Now, I hope this podcast episode has helped. I think I bumbled on a little bit. It wasn't quite as succinct as I would have liked it to be. So I'm really sorry about that. But hopefully you can go into 2021 feeling inspired from this podcast and you push the boat out now. Go out there and be the leader that you were born to be, that you're supposed to be and go make that difference. Because if this previous year, 2020 has taught us anything, it is that Anything can happen at any time. Things can just completely change, completely wipe out. And at the end of the day, it's who you are that counts. Who you are. So go away, go and be an amazing person. Have a wonderful 2021. Be the leader you are supposed to be. And I will see you in next week's podcast episode. I don't know why I can't speak this week. All my words are coming out weird. It's probably the Christmas break. But thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. I hope you've loved this week's episode of the Therapeutic Teaching Podcast. If you want more help and support to become a therapeutic teacher, but don't know where to start, then head to tpctherapy.co.uk and enrol in my free course now and get started.